Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's turn this button on, too. There we go. 12.35 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. You're listening to Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p. Uh, 5 until close. 5 until close, Tuesday through Sunday. Last night was my night to cook. And uh, so... It was a, a good night. Hudson was happy. Swung by Roos Chris and then went home. And when I left the house, it was 3 nothing for Kamloops over Peterborough. And by the time I got to Roos Chris, it was 7 nothing. So they had a good second period. And and I, I never mind seeing Peterborough get beat. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the so-called Peterborough Mafia. All right. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll momentarily hook up with uh, John Shannon. A lot of you have jumped aboard on our uh, discussion. Um, best athletes, you know, 40-plus or so. Bob says, Tim, I'm a boxing aficionado, and I'd like to nominate Roberto Duran, Archie Moore, and George Foreman, who all boxed late in life. Well, I mean, Archie Moore had one of the greatest nicknames of all time. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and tell us what Archie Archie, Moore, Archie Moore's nickname was, because it's a cool one. Uh, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Uh, what else here? Bob's, uh, Ken has texted us to say, Bob, the Stars lose three. With Jamie Benn in the lineup, they win two when he's out. Scientific method says he's the problem. Laugh out loud. Well, we'll see what happens there. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Another texter has reached out and said, I hear rumors that the Bruins might be targeting Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Can you confirm or deny? Nugent just had a 100-point season for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, So, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I I would be surprised. Um, very surprised if that were to happen at this time. Bob Nolan Ryan was 46 years of age when he uh, pitched in his last game. He was also 46 when he beat up. By the way, Brennan, are we good? We're not good. Okay. Yeah, well, that's kind of my fault here. Uh, he was 46 when he beat up Robin Ventura. So, yep, 40. I didn't realize he was actually 46, but that was his. Uh, I had some fellows that used to use the term old man power back in the day, right? 
and that is exactly what old man power is, is what Nolan Ryan did to Robin Ventura. It was a little bit lopsided. How about Gary Roberts when he beat up Ben Eager? That was a pretty good one, too, where Gary Roberts was in his 40s. And I remember Gary, like... Gary Roberts actually got tougher with age. Because <laughs> when he was at the Flames, he was willing in game, but he wasn't a great technical fighter, and he took guys apart late in his career. He was 42 years of age when he ended up uh, working over Ben Eager. Uh, that was the night Joffrey Lupo had three goals and six points. Keep it coming. You can text us again on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780 496 Davin says... Pete Weber is a man amongst boys for older uh, athletes. Bowling isn't for everyone when it comes to us from dad. Yes, I, I'd like to tell you that I'm an expert in bowling. I am not. I have never really. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Cold Laker now in the jaw says, Bob, if you dislike the Pete's, not because of the Peterborough Mafia, I can't imagine your thoughts on the London Knights. I think the one in the same way I think of the Quebec Ramparts. They're the best teams junior hockey can buy. Chris in Alabama says, Bob, come on, man. Hey, Chris, thanks for listening. Uh, Archie the Mongoose Moore. Correct. It is the Mongoose. Archie Moore, one of the greatest nicknames on of all time. Bob, uh, the texter suggesting the Oilers are going to trade Nugent Hopkins to Boston is on quote-unquote glue. Nugent isn't going anywhere. Uh short of him wanting to leave the team. Tim had the mongoose on Archie Moore as well. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Mark in St. Albert. See, now we're more from the show as as we do on the fly here. Uh, Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, thoughts on a possible trade with Winnipeg to obtain Connor Hellebuck for Jack Campbell and CeCe. What? Okay. Okay. So put yourself in Winnipeg's shoes. Why would they do that? Why would they take on four more years of Jack? Here's what's going to happen with Jack Campbell. The most logical path for Jack Campbell is he comes back in and it's an open competition between him and Stuart Skinner to see who the starting goalie is going to be next year. Okay? And the owners have to give Campbell an opportunity to bounce back. Ken Holland, the GM, said in his end-of-the-year availability, Jack will be better next season. Many of you listening to the show think Jack should have gotten a start against the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 6. We even had a couple guys say the Oilers should have started him in Game 5 after Skinner had his best start of the series against Vegas in Game Number 4. Campbell's going to be here at the start of the year. Most likely scenario. There's no way the Jets are taking on... Uh, and I realize, Mark, and St. Albert, you're, you're saying they should move a couple number ones with it. The problem with that in the case of Hellebuck is that this is his last year of the deal. Like, I do think Winnipeg might trade uh, Connor Hellebuck, but I don't think they're taking four years of term back with a goaltender. I just can't see that happening at this time. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Shirley and Leduc says, Bob, what about the 96-year-old woman that just ran a marathon on the weekend? I think that takes takes all. Is it, did that happen? Was there a 96-year-old woman out there that ran a marathon? Really? Um, I did not see that story. That's awesome if that happened. Bob, what do you think of uh, Connor Bedard spending his early summer playing roller hockey in Vancouver over playing at the playing at the Worlds? Well, he's basically played hockey straight since last August. 
right? Because he was on the Canadian World Junior team. Uh, so he's in Edmonton all of August last year. Then, he, you know, these days, junior hockey starts in what? Late September. So he played for the Pats. He represented Canada, the World Juniors. He stayed with the Pats, didn't force a trade out of there. I got no problem. I I'm, I think Connor Bedard is going to be pretty good. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Shirley says, Bob, I heard the story on Ched about the 96-year-old woman. Okay. I did not hear that story. Was I not listening to the news or was this something that was brought up this morning? My apologies. Didn't hear it. Uh, now we're getting more information. Uh, Bob, I bet you that 96-year-old woman uh, can outrun you. You think so? You put a beer at the end of about a 600-yard run, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to beat her every day of the week, or Bailey's, uh, in a race. 780-496-0063. The Big L says, Bob, $5 million for Campbell uh, needed several stretches of the season to find his game. Why would you start him in a playoff game from the Big L? The point I was making is several of you said you would have started Jack Campbell in Game 6. Right? That's the point. Didn't say I would. Understand why it went the way it went. Uh, the 96-year-old lady ran a 5-cam race and set the world record. This story's taken on a legend all on its... This This is what happens in live radio, though, when you rely solely on uh, text messaging. <laughs> Funny stuff. <laughs> uh, Bob, any word on Kyle Masters of the Kamloops Blazers went off in a stretcher yesterday? I've not heard anything yet. Have we got an update on that? Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, they uh, they released a statement yesterday, the Blazers and the CHL. It was a joint statement saying he was uh, alert and awake and had movement in all his extremities. He flashed a thumbs up when he uh, was escorted off the ice there. Ugly, scary scene. It wasn't really an ugly hit per se, other than the aftermath of it. Yeah, uh, but Brennan Othman's a big, mean dude. We saw it at the World Juniors, and he got the best of Masters on that one. Yeah, so his father, Kevin Masters, uh, played in the Western Hockey League, spent most of his time with Moose Jaw then was in Red Deer uh, in like 92, 93, and then he played for the Calgary Dinos for a few years. Uh, Kyle obviously is from Southwest Edmonton here in town, was with the Red Deer Rebels earlier, and then got traded to Kamloops for the Memorial Cup. I think that trade actually occurred in the offseason. It might have been the trade that brought uh, the was it the lingering? Uh, I'm not sure of that now. Anyhow, bottom line is, uh, yeah, we'll have to continue. He's a Minnesota draft choice, um, and Kamloops again. Brendan, you grew up in Kamloops, and I mean, there was a time when the Kamloops Blazers, 92, 94, 95, were the preeminent franchise in junior hockey, and the Western League dominated, dominated the Memorial Cup. They've only had one championship since the Spokane Chief, or sorry, since uh, Jamie Benn. Uh, let's see, Jamie Benn was in 09 with Kelowna, so that would be Spokane in 08 won the Memorial Cup. And there's only been one WHL champion since, and that WHL champion is the Edmonton Oil Kings in 2014. Here's what we'll do, Brendan. We'll take a quick timeout. We've got guys that are wanting to jump in here momentarily. You're listening to Oilers now. So we've spent most of the show talking about great older athletes. I don't even know how we got started on that conversation, Brendan. How do we get going with that? 
Oh, the kicker for the Elks being like... That's right. Dean yeah. Faithful, all 36 years old. So then we talked about Louis Pasaglia, then we talked about really good athletes in their 40s, and then somebody texted in, hey, Bob, what'd you, you know, what about Nugent Hopkins to Boston? I read the text. Now, we've got a response to that. Bob, if Nugent Hopkins is included in on the conversation, which he deserves to be, a trade to Boston might be a good move for him. At least he'd be in a market where the media appreciates him. Huge fan of Nuge. Hope he gets a stand Stanley Cup in the near future. What are you talking about? Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I would suggest you, of all the Oiler players, receives about as minimal of criticism as there is in this market of any player. Like, everybody likes Nuge. I don't hear any of the media guys ever go after Nugent Hopkins. And you, beyond that, would he have signed long-term if he had an with, issue with, with the, the media treatment? Right, like with a no-movement club. Like, like, seriously, I don't hear that much criticism of RNH out there. Let's bring aboard John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, oh, that's great, Bob. Here, here everybody flipping the script over. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How are you? I'm great, Bob. You? Good. Uh, I mean, John, you see the stuff out of Edmonton every day because, you, you know, you work on some of the Sportsnet broadcasts. You're on the show. You're on our pregame. I don't see Nugent Hopkins, frankly, getting a lot of heat from the media in town. What about you? No. No, in fact, I, I think that this was uh, the uh, RNH Mutual Admiration Society for the regular season. I think we all have to admit he was a little bit of a disappointment in the playoffs. But, you know, when you're a 100-point guy and you're contributing to the greatest power play in the history of the National Hockey League, I think you get a ton of appreciation. And, and you know, we've talked about him, Bob, numerous times about almost being the Oilers' Swiss Army knife, right? Put him yeah. in any situation, sure. kill penalties, power play, you know, fill in at center, be the winger. I mean, he. I, I think. Uh, I think Ryan gets a, a ton of appreciation in the market. All right, uh, switching to another one of our topics on today's show: best athletes over forty. Obviously, we've got countless people suggesting Gordy Howe. You saw Gordy play in his prime. Uh, you did not see Howie Morenz play. <laughs> just, just joking with you. Gordy's a given. Anybody else off the top of your head that you think was pretty good, well into their forties, playing in a professional sport? Well, I'm going to I'm going to pull one way out of the old uh, files, and, and you would remember, and most of our listeners wouldn't remember, a guy named George Blanda, yeah, uh, who is always at the top of my list. When you consider at 46 years old, he ended up filling in as the starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, and was always their place kicker. Uh, I, lo- I and it, I was a Raider fan as a kid, so you you really enjoyed what Blanda did. Uh, playing for Al Davis and doing everything that the Raiders were, the big bad Raiders of the AFL, and then came to the AFC, obviously. So George Blanda was one of those guys. Uh, you know, on, on, on terms of hockey, you have to look at a few guys that actually retired and came back. And at the top of that list, in his late 30s, early 40s, might have been Gary Roberts. Yeah. You know, and when you think of what Roberts went through with his neck injury, uh, how he had to refocus his whole lifestyle for fitness, uh, and obviously now has become a huge factor, as you know, Bob, a huge factor for a ton of players, including Connor McDavid. 
in trying to stay fit, not just for the hockey season, but all year long. Well, you worked on that documentary. Uh, what was the name of that documentary again that they produced for Connor's return that year? I can't. Re- I can't remember. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> pretty sure Gary Roberts was uh, featured. Well, you know, Gary was part of it. There's no question. He was one of the first interviews we did. Yeah. Was to talk about uh, what was going on in Connor's uh, world as he tried to rehab without surgery. Right. That was the key to the whole thing. Was that. McDavid was committed to coming back for the start of the regular season, but he did not want to have surgery for fear that any type of surgery at any level was going to affect uh, the ability for him to use that great skating style. Yeah. What I remember about Gary Roberts uh, and George, actually, you know what? We're going to have George on next, and we're going to get him to tell the story. Uh, but I just remember I, Ben Ben Eager was with the Oilers briefly. This is before Eager was an Oiler. He was with the Flyers. But Gary Roberts picked Ben Eager apart and tossed him around for fun. And Ben yeah. Eager was like six foot two and a half and 227, 230 pounds, and Gary took him to the proverbial woodshed. Well, you know, he, he, you know, he retired prematurely out of Calgary because of his injuries, and we all thought, well, what a shame. Great athlete, never going to make it. All of a sudden, he's in Carolina. Next thing you know, he's in Pittsburgh and he's in Toronto, and he's making an impact. And, and teaching young players, how young professionals, how to be pros and how to look after themselves. He was, you're going to laugh at this, but in the early 2000s, I remember walking into the Leaf dressing room and into the players' lounge area and said, who, who, who put the blender there? And Roberts demanded that they bring in at least three Vitamixes in order for him to make all the protein shakes for all the guys. Yeah. And that was part of his... That was part of his mantra in the end, and, and he was very creative at what he did on the ice. You knew exactly what you're getting with him as a player, but it was his off-ice regime that really changed his attitude and changed the attitude of many players in the NHL. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, let's do some uh, quick hitters. Uh, Ottawa ownership. Is it possible this doesn't get settled for uh, a few more weeks? Well, I, um, I guess... Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're, you know, they're, the due diligence going through to make sure that the money's there, that everything happens and properly. I, uh, and, and whether, you know, the distraction of the ownership stuff, I mean, Gary and Bill have to be involved in the Stanley Cup final, but they can fly back and forth from from Fort Lauderdale and from either Dallas or Vegas uh, for meetings. But uh, it, it could still take a little bit, but I think you have to hope if you're an Ottawa Senators fan or even an employee of the Senators, that it gets resolved, A, before the draft, and B, before free agency. Would Kyle Dubas delay a decision in Pittsburgh with hope of a resolution in the Ottawa ownership situation? Uh, I don't see that, uh, Bob. Um, You you know, I mean, Kyle Dubas has already been in Pittsburgh for meetings. He met with uh, senior members of Fenway Sports. He met with Sidney Crosby. Uh, so I I don't think Kyle's waiting for anything in Ottawa to occur. I think there are other people potentially waiting for uh, what's going on in Ottawa, but uh, I don't think it's Kyle. Yeah, uh, Calgary coaching situation. You think they go internally? I know you guys had Craig. We had Craig Conroy on the show on Friday. You guys had him on your show. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday as well, maybe before that. You think it's an internal candidate in Calgary? Well, Craig did say on our show, and I'm sure he said with you, that he's starting to make calls to ask permission to talk to people. Um, and he doesn't have to 
ask permission to talk to Mitch Love, Kirk Muller, or Ryan Huska. So he's going to do his due diligence properly, and whether that's the, a guy like Andrew Burnett, who obviously might be the number one candidate for head coaching jobs in the NHL right now, uh, but he's certainly going to start this week, and he was going to ask permission from other teams. So he's I, he hasn't eliminated those three guys, but he's going to do everything and talk to people outside the organization as well. Yeah, and Mitch, who's uh, an intelligent listener to the show, is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He sent me a copy of the story out of Bloomberg. Uh, Apple, Fox, and Netflix emerge as potential bidders for future NBA rights with the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NHL already renewed their media contracts. The NBA is the last major U.S. sports deal up for grabs. Imagine that. Netflix, Apple, and Fox amongst the potential bidders. Your thoughts on uh, certainly Apple and Netflix getting in the game? What we're seeing now is a change in the landscape of television or the way people watch, whether it be streaming services like Apple, who have a deal with the Major League Soccer already for $250 million worldwide. Uh, Netflix surprises me because I thought they actually had taken a step back from thinking live sports was going to help them. Um, and then what Fox is doing is Fox is trying to improve its streaming situations. What we're seeing, though, Bob, is we're seeing uh, people taking a look at regional sports and, and cable sports networks and saying, is, that really, is there really a long-term future as millions and millions of people cut the cord? Uh, you know, ESPN was at close to 100 million subscribers. They're down to 75 million subscribers now as people find different ways to get their sports fix. There's more sports on television than ever before. It's just how you get them is, becomes the question. Do you buy that some of that – I know there's, a, there's some people out there that believe that too much politics on ESPN is why some people got turned off. I think it's more just a byproduct of – how people go and, and get access to information today and that sort of thing. Well, I, I think it's, I, I think in the United States, particularly where it's a, a much bigger market, I think that uh, people under the age of 30 have found different ways to watch sports. Yeah. I think they, they, they don't watch sports the same way 40 plusers do with cable TV and, and the regular cable bill. Great stuff, John. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. Okay, Bob. It is uh, 12.59 in Edmonton. That's John Shannon. We will head it off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we return, George LaRock at 105. This is Oilers Now.